Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Natural <laughs> no, Tour Stop Podcast. Weird. We had a false start, so we're back <laughs> at it now. My name is Aaron, and I am one of the hosts here. And then next to me, we have uh, Coops. Hi. Hello, you are on air with Aaron. And then we also have uh, our uh, visual director on today, Dylan Reeves. Hello. Hello. You are now chilling with Dylan. I don't have a sign-on. Yeah, we got to have sign-ons. What, what should my it. sign-on be? Oh, I, I actually sign on the show. That's my sign-on. Yeah, the you, there you go, sign-on. Aaron. You intro us. But yeah. yeah, I heard Aaron on air with Aaron. I thought I had to have a tagline. We can get you one. We can get me one. I think my tagline is "Yeehaw, motherfucker." Yeah, but I say that at the end. Yeah, you have an outro. You just I do. I do have an outro. Your walk off, not your walk on. (laughs) Right, it's my walk off, but I'll just start the show with my walk off, and that's just the end. Aaron, I want to start with immediately the telling of your "You were a skater boy, your legs said see you later, boy" story. So, a couple of days ago, I bought a longboard. And it's because like I, I we do music full time and I didn't want to like I don't I don't have as much fun writing songs and like playing at home as I once did. So I'm trying to do things that aren't music related. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go learn to skateboard. I went to Cecil's skate shop over in East Nashville. And from there, I let the guy who owns it tell me what to buy. And he recommended a longboard and. Here we are now. I started going to Centennial Park, learning how to skateboard and which foot to push with and whether or not I'm, what is it, normal foot and then goofy foot. I'm goofy foot. Yeah, I'm goofy too. Hey. Yeah, regular and goofy. I know not what you speak. So the footing decides which foot you put forward. Left foot forward is like normal. Then right foot forward is goofy foot. Is this is this dominant and non-dominant? Like when you I think it has something kick to do with or that. pitch or okay. I am not a skater, kids. All right. Anyway. But I uh, I'm a goofy foot longboarder now and I was <laughs> I love that, pushing with my left foot and I was getting pretty good at it, making turns, starting and stopping, doing the throw down to get moving. I was feeling like a oh, badass. Oh, you were doing that? Oh, so you oh were like, God. you were moving pretty quickly. Cause I was, was learning only... pretty quickly. But yesterday I was at Centennial Park and a child on a scooter cut me off. And I Children. busted ass onto the sidewalk through a bunch of gravel. And I didn't like crash and burn to where I got like rug burns or scrapes on me. But I like sprained something in my knee. So now I have a problem where I had to walk home from the park, and it's about a half a mile back home. But when you have one good leg, My leg. wasn't great. You've done a lot of walking in that park. It's a same. lot of walking in that park. Yeah. First the lost keys, yeah. now the faulty leg. Aaron, I think we need to stay away from Centennial Park. I think I'm going to have to move. <laughs> I was looking forward to skating with you today. I was We were too. supposed to go have a little skate date in the park today, Aww. and uh, he had to bail because because he bailed. Because I bailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't walk, so I'm I'm sitting comfortably in my chair now. But yeah, it 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 was fun up until the moment I crashed, and it's funny because I posted on my Instagram story that's like a video of me like feeling it, and then like. Ten seconds after I took it, I was like, oh, there's a kid up there. I should stop videoing. So I put my phone in my pocket, and I was going a little too fast, and I just, ah, crash. I, I remember watching your Instagram story, and I saw you, you know, cruising around, and I said, 
love this for you. And then I clicked to the next one and saw that you had sprained your whatever and replied, hate this for you. <laughs> it was a roller coaster. It was of a, a real time thing <laughs> of you seeing me get hurt on Instagram. But I made a whole story about it. I used the uh, Nine Inch Nails song covered by Johnny Cash, I Hurt Myself Today. And that was, wow. I enjoyed that. A that lot. was the only the moment from it. And then I did uh, Rest Ice Ice Baby Compression Elevation afterwards. So I was just making some some nice music reference jokes. Good. Just turning it into content. As it's all it is is content. As Aaron Schild does. <laughs> now what? Now what? <laughs> now what are we, are we talking today? about? Yeah, what are we doing today? So we really don't have a whole lot on the schedule because we want to just get folks familiar with our, our tour stop crew. We don't have any of our our interns on, but we are going to be getting a a digital media audio intern who's going to start producing the podcast named Will. So that'll be nifty. Yes, we haven't we haven't had him yet because he starts in a month or so. But it'll be great having somebody to to manage the audio whose ears work. Yes, now you are crippled and deaf. I've always been deaf. I know, but together now uh, well, <laughs> you are crippled and deaf together. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should just start going Don't blind. Don't break your just... arm today, please. <laughs> Honestly, you saying or... <laughs> that, watch it happen. Or shoot your eye out. Don't with do your, that. With your luck lately, watch I'd it be, happen. I'd be afraid to say anything, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, since we've got Dylan on, Dylan, will you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got involved with, with video and how you got involved with Tourstop? Sure. Uh, I am from California. I was uh, grew up there in Northern California, just north of San Francisco, and... Uh, yeah, I went to school in Hawaii. That's where I first started getting into video. Um, I was studying business, not video, because I was undeclared, and that's what everyone does when they're undeclared is just go into business. But I had a GoPro, and I just started like shooting all of our adventures out there, just like hiking, beach days, tailgates, whatever, and uh, teaching myself how to edit, just kind of like following trends and like trying to mimic what I thought was cool out I there. I didn't know YouTube. you were all self-taught. Yeah, all self-taught. Hot damn. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was all self-taught, but then I started getting into, like, I had friends who were in the film. Coley's cousin, actually, shout out to Sawyer. He was in the he was in the um, the film school in Hawaii. And so, like, I just kind of watched him and helped him out on set a few times. And um, that was, like, where I first learned, like, set experiences. Um, my first, like, real video was with Sawyer. He shot it. This was, like, our first time using a real camera. For my marketing class, we had to come up with like an ad campaign for a company, and we decided to do, and we can we should probably just cut all this. I was gonna say we did a video for a uh, for a condom company, and that was like <laughs> why our, would we cut that? That was Dylan? like our because I was gonna go into like all of the details of the video, but as it's not you should. Like, I talked about the condom company I designed in two twenty two twenty twenty two twenty twenty called Plan A because Plan A comes first. Oh my god. That's amazing. Uh, have you have I never told you about no, that? No, why did you why did you start a condom company? Well, I had an I made a joke to my old roommate who's a graphic designer. I was like, "Why we were we were drinking during COVID cuz it was April of 2020." And, and, I, and I made a joke and I was like, "Why would you want to have plan B? Plan A comes first, man." And he's like, "That's a hysterical joke." And I'm like, "Thank you, sir." And it turns out we we designed like the the condom line and everything and um it i mean obviously it never came to fruition but i i have it as a pinned tweet on my twitter if you want to go look at the, the joke and some of the graphic design like the a is literally just a dick <laughs> so you... it's not too late for this 
so this friendship. It's not too late for this. Maybe this is the reason we met. I was going to yeah, say, like, like, this friendship, we, this I've, is why. Our, we've made a condom commercial. We've done a whole ad campaign for a condom company. Let's just pivot. and or I guess it wouldn't even be a pivot. We'll just do it for your company. Nashville Tour Stop. Nashville Media Come and... Stop. <laughs> Nashville Baby Stop. Hard pass on that, but I don't. I don't. Ugh. Tell us about this commercial that you shot. <laughs> Unless you don't want to. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's. I mean, we could. We could watch it. It's. It'd be. It. It's more of like a watching thing. Like okay. you should just watch it. But anyway, Sir Richards was the name of the company. Well, that's neat. And mm-hmm. uh, and we did a condom commercial for that, and it absolutely crushed in in the marketing class. Like no one else really. Is it because it's Sir Dick? Sir Dick. Well, there yeah. we go. Um. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that was like how I first got into video was with that condom, that condom ad. Yes. And then and then I graduated and I worked in uh I worked at a gym. I worked the front desk at a gym right out of college for a couple years. And um the media guy there um who was in charge of marketing, he just kind of like took me under his wing and showed me what he was doing and I started helping him with videos. Bought my own camera and I started doing projects, paid projects on the side, so I was working full-time at this gym, but also just learning via YouTube and like other people that I knew and this guy at, at the, at the gym. And, uh, those side projects just like eventually turned into like bigger and bigger projects and then required me to travel. And so I was like, okay, whichever one takes off first, like this corporate job or the freelance video job that I was doing, I'll just do that full time. And then the video thing just like exploded. Like I had to travel for like a whole summer to do a bunch of projects. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to see what, you're, you're like, what I guess is. I'm yeah. a video guy. I guess, so I, I guess so, it's my yeah. life. So I quit that job, and I, ha- and I haven't looked back since. I've just been doing freelance video. Damn. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, all, all self-taught. I mean, I PA'd a lot in San Francisco, and that's where I learned a lot of, a lot of stuff, just, like, absorbing whatever I could. Um, watched a ton of YouTube, because you could learn anything That's how I learned YouTube to play the now. guitar was YouTube. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. You learned how to play guitar on YouTube. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You never take lessons. No. When, when? This is why I say Aaron's a genius. Like Aaron can just do anything and shock I'm, everyone. I'm kind of smart. No, that's what I'm saying. You're very smart. Wow. Gas me up, girl. Why well, I'm here. I'm the <laughs> resident hype girl. <laughs> that's incredible. I didn't know that. Yep. All of every, all of the stuff I've I've learned was, I mean, I took like classical guitar in college for like a semester, but I wouldn't. I was I was playing in rock bands long before that. But don't you know, like, mu- music theory and all mm-hmm. that stuff? That's all from YouTube? I learned music theory in school. I did take, like, a music theory class in high school, and then I went on to study music theory in college. But I was playing music long before that. When did you start playing guitar and learning on YouTube? I started playing guitar in 2008, but I started playing the piano in 1997. When I, when you were four? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like, I was... Not really alive. Your brain then. broke there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done music for a long time. I've been around the block a couple of times. See, this is why I love that we're just like talking about who we are. Because yeah, I don't. Cool. I'm sure ninety percent of at least our tour stop crew don't know that. Well, I mean, most of them don't even know that I can play guitar beyond just singer songwriter cowboy chords. Like if they, I put the my music on spotify like rock and roll degenerate and dad bod and they listen to it and they're like oh who played the guitar and i'm like i did and they're like what I'm like yeah that's that's just how i play don't you also play guitar on other records like people hire you out for guitar i you have do that? done that also actually before you guys came here today 
I was working on a uh, guitar solo for a buddy of mine named Joel Pruitt, who was the drummer of my band in high school. And he wrote a song for his wife called uh, Here Comes Me and You or something like that. But he uh, he sent me the tracks and he's like, will you uh, will you play the guitar solo on it? And I was like, sure. So he just sent me the the tracks and I just recorded a guitar solo Aaron Schild, you guys came here a man today. of many talents you also produce and mix music which I learned when we did that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody project what? <laughs> I forgot that I did that you don't even know about that I was I know the what huh Dylan what was that it was I did this project for this company um where it, it, they do this like yearly uh presentation I guess this year yearly uh what's it called like a conference where they do a, a presentation and so the two hosts wanted to because it was virtual, they wanted to do a video, and they thought it would be really funny if they like rewrote the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody and produced this like crazy over the top like video, which me and a friend of mine produced. It is and, absolutely over the top, and it is it's a lot. But I had Aaron um, and Coley take their vocals, which they just recorded, I think, into a phone, <laughs> and Aaron <laughs> mixed it. And you did an amazing job. It didn't give you a ton to work with, but. Oh my god! It was and a, he played. It good. was a hard project. It, I worked all the for instrument. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is viewing party of this tonight at my house. Oh yeah. After sure. we're done here today. Oh 100. Oh, it I is. Am you're gonna love elated it. For you're this. gonna love it. It is incredible. But it's all about uh, this company that serves, or I guess they manufacture alcohol. Yeah. But all of the verses and stuff are about like getting bar placements and like the they name all of the products they sell. It's so corny. It's who yeah. wrote the lyrics. They, they did. They oh, did. so they, yeah. okay, not to say that's the hard part, but like at they least y'all the, didn't have to rewrite oh, no, Bohemian no, Rhapsody. No, no. They, <laughs> they wrote and sang and also filmed themselves because they're out in like New York and, uh, you know, wherever oh they live. And they played the piano part too, right? Or had someone do that? Um, No, they they found a karaoke piano track and sang to that. Mm, that explains and, it. Yeah. And so... <laughs> So and so me and my friend were were directing them over like Zoom calls on how to shoot this stuff on their phone because we couldn't fly out and shoot them. And so we just had these videos where like we tried to get them in front of green screens, but like that was tough because green screen is really hard. You have to really light them to make sure you can key them out properly. So, yeah, we just I mean, editing on our side was difficult but i know mixing the songs on your part was it was just a brutal a, project a nightmare it was a brutal project but it was but it's it, was, it fun. was fun it was fun and i think it turned out like i mean you'll see it tonight it is cool. you'll love it but yeah dylan anyway, did all the, the video for it and i completely reconstructed the i i re-recorded the entire song of bohemian rhapsody played the guitars and i midi notated all the drums yeah. and really went for it and it's it's literally like sick the whole Six minute song. It's the whole song, and yeah, you built it pretty much from scratch. From scratch, it was incredible. It was incredible. That's what Rick Gordon's always talking about. Those brilliant overachievers. It's me. You are. It's yeah. Dylan, and also Aaron Cooper. Speaking of, tell us about yourself. Oh, who's Aaron Cooper? Who who isn't Aaron? Spooky Cooper? Coopy. Spooky Coopy, stop hitting on me. That's a Princess Diaries reference for any of my girlies out there. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um, I am a Energizer Bunny. Um, That's to say the least. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, I thought I had a lot of energy, and then I met Aaron, and I was like, I don't, I can't keep up with that. I can't keep up with me either. It's okay. Um, yeah, I am a um, 
former local news reporter and anchor, and before that was a sideline reporter for ESPN and the NFL for a hot minute. And, and cornhole. Then, and what? And cornhole. Well, I aspired to do sideline reporting for cornhole. Oh, well, I guess it's Sunny's that one time. Yeah. <laughs> that was we such a, a professional job. We did a bad sideline reporter it was bad. for cornhole at uh, one of our venues called Sunny's. That was like a month ago or so. Because mm-hmm. I know absolutely, <laughs> despite the fact going to an SEC school and being in a sorority and attending many a frat party at said University of Alabama, I do not know a single thing about cornhole and could not provide any sort of context on what was going on. I don't play cornhole to win. I just play cornhole to have something to do while I drink my beer. I would like to think that that's most people, but there are several people I've encountered that actually Sunny's has a cornhole league. Like oh, they tentative cornhole. That's why they have that stuff. We need a tour stop cornhole. We should have a tour stop. And I will actually learn how to report on it. We could have, like, <laughs> we could have yeah. We could have like a bracket and everything. That would be really fun. We should have leagues on all of the different things because what we're Jenga. trying to do with tour stop is like less, uh, just totally music centered stuff. So we should have game reporting, and we should have a tour stop longboard crew. Well. Once you recover, Aaron. I, yeah, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> I'm still limping around the office. It okay. does not feel good. Mr. Limpy over here. Like, it feels fine when it's just stationary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels fine when, when it's in missionary, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, when, when I straighten it out, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> That's a that's a reference to before we were talking uh, or before we were started recording the podcast. Aaron was talking about a friend of hers who had a what would you what's it called she, a Freudian slip well, where you yes. mess up a word. She couldn't think of the term uh, missionary and called it stationary. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a lot of stationaries growing up in church. Oh, all right. Missionaries, come on! No, I know, I know. Oh. But I'm just, I was just like picturing what that would look like. <laughs> Dylan, it's funny that you mentioned that you were um, self-taught with all of your stuff because even though I've worked with a ton of cameras, whether it was with sports or when I was in news, I have never taken a single class on how to use a camera. I just had people hand me all types of cameras and just tell me to figure it out. And so I can use a camera. I can find my way around pretty much any camera. But when you ask me questions or when anyone asks me questions about, like, specific terminology or, like, where to find certain parts, I don't know. Like, I can fi- – once someone shows me where certain buttons, I can just run with it. But I feel like there's a lot of people that – do people even take classes on videography and cameras and stuff? I don't – I mean, film school <laughs> is still definitely a big I, – I mean, people go through film school. Yeah. But you can learn so much on the internet now. And I, I don't – I've always felt like – you learn so much more just by like being put in situations yeah, and learning the on the fire. fly. That's why like, language courses do like immersion. Exactly. Because yeah. you just learn faster. Like you could go to all the film school you want. And like, yeah, there's a lot of things that I probably could have benefited from like going to film school, but like being on set, like there's no substitute for yeah. like being out there and like, and like problem solving on the fly and like learning how to do things like in the context of an actual shoot. So what so, we're saying is don't go to college. I'm saying yeah, no. don't go to school. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't listen to me. I went to college and wasted a lot of time and money. I mean, I didn't I couldn't have learned how to do what we do now at college. Yeah. That is fair. I 
I got a ton. I got all of my foundation in college. Truly, like I would not have had my ESPN internship. I would have not had my NFL internship. I would not have would have had a. I would not have had those gigs if I didn't go to college. But the classes, in certain ways, were helpful. But I didn't learn all of a lot of my technical skills in a classroom. I got so. debt from college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got that. Wow. Um, you know, depression. Diabetes. I'm the just three kidding. I'm D's of college, and not as opposed to the what seven D's of dodgeball. I did not enjoy college. How many D's are I there in dodgeball? Is, I think it is seven. Dip, dip, duck, duck dive, dodge, and five dodge, D's of dip, dodgeball. Dive and dodge. Dodge. Have you? <laughs> how many? How many is that? That's what? There's five D's of dodgeball. That's dodge, my favorite dodge, yeah. movies. Dive and dodge. Patches O'Hoolahan. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, I said them right. I just you got can the dodge a wrench. Dodge, dodge a ball. Dip, dive and dodge. It's classic. Yeah, but Dylan, how did you get involved with Tour Stop? How did how did you and I meet? So that's actually pretty funny. Um, I we met at Alley Taps, mm-hmm. which was in probably. Do you remember the story? Or no, you, I don't. So, I'm actually asking. I'm learning here. Got it. We met. Um, so, Coley, my fiance, who was on a recent episode of this podcast, um, Coley Kohler, friend of the pod. Yep, and silly songwriter of co-work. Co, not co-worker, co-writer of mine. <laughs> so she uh, was a teacher in California and decided, and she's always been doing music, but she decided she wanted to take a year off and go to Nashville and pursue music. And so we had been coming out here and, and visiting, and she was planning to move here. And uh, we went to Alley Taps one night. I, I don't know how we got to Alley Taps, but it ended, it was a Nashville tour stop night. And she knew about Nashville tour stop and you and had been talking about it. And, um, and this is funny because we always like joke about who, who met you. Like if, like I joke that I met you and then introduce her to you. Right. And so I always am just like joking to her about how, like I introduced her to the music scene (laughs) as like someone who just didn't even live here. Um, Hmm. but no, but no, that's not the case, I guess, if you ask her, but But we met at Alley Taps and, um, I, um, don't remember how um, – I'm trying to think. I, I guess I just offered to shoot a video because the first video I ever did for Tour Stop and you was at Belcourt. Right. And so f- somehow we got from Alley Taps to Belcourt. That was the one that came out – or that you filmed like around Halloween. It wasn't on Halloween, but there were Halloween Hall- – Halloween. Halloween. Halloween decorations. Wait, was, was that the night that I met you? No. That wasn't the no, first time. No, no, no. This was in like two- – 19. Okay, yeah. It might have been before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It might have been 18. Okay. No. It would have been because that was almost around Halloween too. That was like in September. Yeah, it had been I met you. It was probably eighteen. It was really early because it wow. was. I really don't remember. I don't remember either. I was a lot was skinnier re- in that video. It was the night that we had that hit songwriter, Mark Irwin. Yeah, I think that was twenty nineteen. Then okay, yeah, because we started... probably early early twenty nineteen. I don't know if it was Halloween. There's a video because I was out there for Halloween. Really? Um, but in that in twenty nineteen, part of me like. Shaking my head with my tongue out next to a skeleton. Honestly, I mean, at Belcourt Taps, they might have just had decorations. That just sounds up. like something you would do that's a good, anytime. That's a good year. point. There they is that shot. It could have been up. early 2019 and it could have just been there from Halloween. Right. A, yeah, because we started Tourist Up in April of 2018, then moved to Belcourt in fall of 2018. So you never saw the old Tour Stop logo with the skyline, did you? No. Yeah, so you only ever knew the, the shield. So yeah. 
It was probably 19. Then. There okay. was another logo. Yeah, I don't even know if I've seen that. Let's, uh, I mean, I honestly don't even know if I could find it anywhere on my drive. But, I mean, we can go look through uh, the Google Drive here to see oh, if man. there's In a... real time, we are trying to find, <laughs> I, I have never seen it in the drive. Yeah, I've definitely looked through a lot of that drive. Man, it's yeah. It's see, been a long time. Lost to the ages. I honestly see if I can don't find know it. where it would be, because I hid so much of that old stuff from public view after we rebranded, because I didn't want anybody to see anything. And it might be under our graphics archive from years ago. No, I mean here's. Here's our Nashville tour stop as Stranger Things. Wait, that's really cool. I remember that. Yep. So I dressed. Me and Coley won the costume contest dressing up as Stranger Things. Oh yeah, Things. I remember what that. What were you guys dressed as? I was Dustin and she was Susie. From uh, it was hilarious actually, mm-hmm. and I carried around a speaker and just played that. Um, what what's that song from? I don't season remember. three. You have you seen uh yeah. this when Susie and Dustin sing that song at the at the end of the. Oh. I, that I don't know. That's it was really hilarious. Cute. Anyway, we won fifty bucks, which was kind of cool. Yeah, Hell yeah. That was a that was a a great show. It yeah, was twenty nineteen. Going through our archive. Oh yeah, here's an old. Oh my gosh. Sponsor of the show, Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's old. That was when yeah, you would just he throw it up so on awesome. screen. It's a long, long time ago. That's really cool, man. We're getting a, one heck of a throwback here because we used to do our feature posters like this. Oh my gosh, um, that's kind of really cool. old school style with like dot points. Did you make those? In line work. Those were all Zane Parmiter designs. Um, But I honestly really don't remember if anything pre-20, or like 20, man, that's, I'm now two for two and calling it 220, 220. 220? T-W-O-U-N-N-Y, 220, Okay. Well, here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. the nashville tour stop podcast this is aaron i am also here with the much cooler aaron aaron Schild. she says that every week yeah i do and dylan reed dilly dilly that's quite the intro i like that <laughs> yeah you've got two hype errands in front of you i love it i love yes. it you Your guys just follow me around everywhere and just hype me up yeah, yeah but we've been hanging here at our office in our nice padded office as i call it because that entire wall is padding. And then we've got the insulation padding for the audio stuff right here. Because mm-hmm. we're crazy and we don't want to hurt ourselves sure. when we're in this room. I guess that's what you could say. But we are in here and we've got a actually a very full office right now full of equipment. Because we're getting ready to shoot uh, episode four of Trendsetter's Showroom. Pew, pew, this pew. Uh, series we started uh, back in September just called Trendsetter's is a... Series specifically created to shine a light on people doing good in Nashville, and that could be songs, personality, uh, really anything, and people just doing good in the world. And Trendsetter Showroom is an extension of that, which is the like original concept were just the minute long videos that were on Instagram, and now these are like longer form kind of mini doc videos where we do performance and have a short interview. 
and Aaron, you helped hook up with the uh, person who we're doing this with today. Yes, we are going to add somebody to the National Tour Stop family today. We're trying something new. Um, Hariz, he's coming from L.A., born and raised there. Um, he is a pop artist. He is visiting Nashville for the weekend. H-A-R-I-Z. And, yes, H-A-R-I-Z. And we're really excited to have him and see what it's like to bring somebody that hasn't played at one of our shows before, but expose their music and broaden their audience to us here in Nashville. And, and honestly, more than that, it's just like he has no idea who we are. Yeah. No, it's going to be completely a, a cold turkey. Hey, let's let's do this situation. But I think it's going to be really fun and just capture some music that we haven't seen before either. Yeah, how, that'll be nice. How did this connection happen again? How did you meet this guy? Yeah, that was something you brought together, right? No, so I um I met Hariz through um, his manager, who I've worked with on some other projects. I met him um, working with the radio station, Hot 106.7, and uh, we touched base, and he said he had this artist coming to town, and we left to shoot these features, and I thought it would be cool to add somebody not from Nashville to the Nashville Tour Stop family, and bring our cool friends in our community some new music from somewhere else. So he's real pop, you said? Yeah, he's uh, really cool. I Actually, one of the things I'm going to talk to him about is his. he's always been really good, and I, I like all of his music, but you just as any, you know, under 21-year-old and then becoming into your mid-20s artist would be, he's definitely matured in his lyrics. And his most recent song that he's going to play for us today called Border is sort of following a trend I've seen a lot of pop artists do lately, which is creating a really upbeat and dancey, bright-sounding song, but the lyrics are pretty heavy. And that's definitely something I want to talk to him about because I think that that's interesting because it's definitely one of those songs where you listen to it and you're dancing and then you keep listening to it and then you pay attention to what the lyrics are saying and you're like, whoa, this is actually really I think heavy. because all musicians are secretly depressed. We all create art because we have no way to express ourselves. Right, but I feel like in the past, I mean, even if you think back to like the 80s or the 90s, when people wrote about sad stuff, it typically also sounded sad. And I'm not saying that mu- there aren't people that write sad songs now that don't sound sad. There's Everyone plenty of that. Sad songs. Right. It's like but... I Took a Pill in Ibiza is such a sad song. But right. It was like a party anthem exactly. for a little bit. Exactly. And so I just, I think it's interesting that we're seeing a lot more songs coming out especially in the pop genre that because there's tons of sad pop songs too yeah but i don't know i think it's an interesting crossover and maybe that's it gets more people interested in the song i don't know so i'm gonna t- get his perspective on that for us today yeah, episode four of showroom will come out in june i believe Sounds that is right. correct mm-hmm. we have zach stone's episode should be out by the time this podcast episode is released Yes. Then we have, who is, episode two was Tori, right? That came out last month. Yep. And episode one was with Wyatt Edmondson. So, yeah, go go check out Trinsetter's showroom. It's neat. Yes. It is neat. I would describe them as joyfully chaotic Barbara Walters interviews with music. That's a lot of words you just said. But isn't that really interesting sounding? And don't you now want to go see what that's like? <laughs> Zach even said in our is in uh ep- what will be episode three like is this a Bar- Barbara Walters interview and I said I hope to heck not because I want to be as I-, I could never be as iconic as her first of all. 
<laughs> I could ne- I could never be as iconic as as her, but also I want everything we do to reflect who Torstop is, which is fun, upbeat, positive people. But we also the language of Torstop is definitely goofy. Yeah, that's just our brand. Mm-hmm. Just like your leg that failed you on the longboard. Yeah, goofy like your stance. Big oh, skater boy now. wow. Well, that's a full perfect, circle. That's a perfect full circle moment. Well, since that's going to be the end of our podcast today, we'll just cut it short and sweet since we've got to start setting up for our film shoot. Woo! You can find me at some places on the internet, but Aaron, how about you go first? And then Dylan, you go. Yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere on every social media app at On Air with Aaron. Aaron is E R Y N because. We're throwing you for a loop. Dylan, plug yourself. Yeah, my Instagram is Reeves underscore media. That's where pretty much everything that I make and post is going to be living. So you just, yeah. What's your website? Find me there. Uh, My website actually should be ReevesMedia.com, but it's actually DylanReeves.com with no vowels, which I should probably change. D-Y-L-N-R-V-S.com. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah, so I need to do some branding. I'm already getting lost. Yeah, I need to do some branding uh, (laughs) or some rebranding, I guess, so. Um, yeah, catch me rebranding in the near cool, future. You can, you can look for Dylan's D- video stuff, I guess. It's up. Uh, yeah, D- just go to my... D-L-N-R-V-S. D-Y-L-N. But sometimes why, oh. man? Yeah, but not this time. <laughs> well, yeah, no, wait! No, you totally would have needed to leave the Y out, Dylan. Yeah, but then it would have just been... It would have been weird. It would have looked weird. Any weirder than it is with the Y? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that's what. So just at, go to my Instagram. Everything's on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, go find him on Instagram. You can find me at uh, the Aaron Shilb if you want to follow me and hear some of my funny songs. I've got those on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at Nashville Tour Stop on Instagram and TikTok. You can also follow us on our website, NashvilleTourStop.com. It's got full list of all of our concerts. You can find out where we'll be down to the day. Um, we'll have some new venues adding to the roster this year. I'm positive of that. People can't get enough. Woo! Woo! woo the resident woo, woo girl! Eee. Have you seen that? Is, is that a, a TikTok sound where, like, a dog runs off of a bed and he goes, wee, wee, You know what wee. I'm talking about? Wee! I love that sound. I thought that was uh, fine. Wee. It could be. Oh, I don't know. Well, you can come back next week and hear us talk about t- other TikTok sounds or something like that. I honestly have no idea. I am the TikTok what? Oh, what? I, I was like, I, I'm the TikTok expert, but I was trying to think of a better word. TikTok expert. Beautiful. I hate myself. TikTok expert. You can come back next week and listen to us right here on the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Yeehaw, motherfucker. Yeehaw.